I never suspected anything. And she was like, girl, look alive. It's showtime. <laughs> she said, Keith Lee here. And just to know that God had, he acted on my behalf because of my faith. Yeah. I would typically get maybe two, no more than 10 walk-ins a day to getting Oh, 200 a day. On the days that I do food, it's over 300. Welcome to Beyond the Skyline, Black Excellence in Dallas-Fort Worth Commerce, where we delve into the vibrant tapestry of Black-owned businesses, shaping the economic landscape of our community. I am your host, Leslie D. Thompson, and together we embark on a journey to discover the stories, triumphs, and innovations driving entrepreneurship in the heart of North Texas. Join us as we celebrate the resilience, creativity, and success of these trailblazing entrepreneurs and explore the rich cultural heritage that fuels their endeavors. A podcast where every episode is an ode to Black excellence. Visit us online at DallasFortWorthBlackOwned.com and follow us on social media at DallasFortWorthBlackOwned. Now sit back, settle in, and savor the scenery beyond the skyline. Do you struggle to keep up with the demands of managing your social media presence? Do you wish you could spend more time focusing on your business or passion rather than worrying about posting schedules and engagement? Well, the Essential Services has your solution to stress-free social media management. You can finally reclaim your time and energy while confidently growing your online presence. Specializing in crafting engaging content, strategizing effective campaigns, and building meaningful connections with your audience across major platforms. Whether you're a small business owner, an influencer, or an organization looking to expand your digital footprint, the Essential Services has the tools and expertise to help you thrive in the online world. Say goodbye to overwhelm of managing multiple social media accounts. Say hello to the Essential Services, your trusted partner in social media success. Contact us today at theessentialservices.com to learn more about our customizable packages and start your journey towards effortless social media management. Now, I hope you enjoy today's show. Hey guys, as we get into this next episode, I want to take a minute to thank you for being a listener. You don't realize how much it helps us out as being a new podcast to have you listen, to download, to follow our podcast on your favorite social media or your favorite uh, podcast platform. So whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, wherever you listen to podcasts, I encourage you to follow and rate us because that is going to get our content out give us more exposure for these deserving black business owners and community leaders. Well, you may have heard about what's referred to as the Keith Lee effect. 
Well, two local black-owned food providers are some of the latest to benefit from that effect, which is felt when this renowned food critic makes a visit and shouts them out to the world. In the last episode, you heard from Chef Jesse Washington, owner of Brunchaholics in DeSoto, Texas, whose business has been greatly impacted by his visit from Mr. Lee. And today we get a chance to hear from another local business owner that is now absolutely booming as a result of the Keith Lee effect. During this interview, we get to hear Nikki share about her beginnings, her love for cooking, and most of all, her faith. Hey everyone, our special guest today on our show is Miss Nikita Collins Jackson, otherwise known as Nikki J. Nikki is the owner of Absolutely Edible Cakes and home of the sweet potato thing in Rowlett, Texas. Nikki J, welcome to Beyond the Skyline. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It is our pleasure. As we get started here, can you tell our listeners a little about yourself and how long you've been in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? I um, have been in the Dallas-Fort Worth area since 1985, so uh, about 42, 43 years. I'm the mother of okay. three children. Um, I have two stepchildren. So mm -hmm. my children are very grown and I'm out here trying to act like a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's what I look forward to, huh? <laughs> yes. I can look forward to that. <laughs> yeah, they're constantly Love telling it. me, Ma, you need to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said this is my time right here. Yes. You had some time to think about some things you wanted to get done. That I love that. Yeah, I, just, I have two grandsons and that's about it. I love that. And what brought you to Dallas? I graduated high school and was just really trying to find myself. And I thought, I'm going to go. I had a sister living in Dallas. I thought I would go and just come visit her and see what I thought about Dallas. And I came and mm -hmm. I was supposed to be here two weeks. And then I decided I would stay a couple months. And then I thought, I'll get a little job while I'm here and just make some money while I'm in limbo here. And got yeah. the little job and met this guy and thought he could hang the moon. I thought he was so handsome. He was bow-legged, <laughs> had a head full of curls. And, girl, the rest is yeah. history. That that was it right there. Yeah, he's still hanging the moon. <laughs> he in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And where did you move from? Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. Okay, okay. So you probably have brought a lot of that Memphis culture and flavor with you yes. here to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. That is beautiful. Okay, and what do you find interesting about the DFW area? Maybe some comparisons or just what you find interesting about the area in general? And then what are your, some of your favorite things to do here in the Metroplex? I like the diversity. I like there's really a, a lot of opportunity here in the Dallas area. And mm -hmm. I'm just a foodie. I really just like to run around and find new places to eat. I'm a greedy girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I used to be 
like the club scene. That's mm-hmm. very old. But I still will go right. to the Blues Palace in Dallas now, and I'll drop a little something for you, too. <laughs> <laughs> don't get it twisted, huh? Yes, don't let the smooth <laughs> taste fool you. I'll still go over there to the Blues Palace in Dallas and give me a barbecue sandwich on the way home. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just like it's so much to do. You can just really drive about an hour. I can go to Fort Worth and do a staycation and feel like I've been on vacation. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So many different little areas that have their own uniqueness. Yes. Yep. I like that as well. Love it. I have a a little thing I like to do with our guests. It's this or that. I'll ask you some questions about your preferences. You'll choose between the first and the second one. Mm-hmm. Don't overthink it. And they all have to do with the Dallas Fort Worth area. Okay. It's okay if you need to say neither. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But just got to get an idea of what your preferences and likes are about some of the things that we have to offer in the Metroplex. Okay. 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 So Six Flags or State Fair? Oh, Six Flags. Six Flags. Okay. Deep Ellum or Bishop Arts? Bishop Arts. Bishop Arts. Cowboys or Mavericks? Mavericks. Mavericks, okay. Uh, Fort Worth Stockyards or Fort Worth Arts District? Stockyards. Okay. And for radio, if you were to choose between these two, K104 or KRNB 105.7? 105.7. All right, I should have known. Hey, you never know. <laughs> you never know. We don't want to assume because we're in a certain generation yes. where our music licenses are, but <laughs> the grown folks radio station. Yes. R&B. <laughs> All right. Let's get down to talking specifically about your business. Tell us what inspired you to start your own business and a little bit of what that process was like getting your business started. I've always baked and did cakes and catering. I've cooked since I was not even big enough to see the top of the stove. So that has Mm -hmm. always been my gift and Mm -hmm. had 206 jobs before I was 40. So it's like I ran out of places to work. Yes, ma'am, 206. I had three jobs in one week one time. So that is a real number. It's not exaggerated at all. Okay. So I just, I think I ran out of places to work. Uh, Customer (laughs) service was my background. And Mm -hmm. I got fired from the last job and the bakery happened. Mm. I I had worked uh, for a lady at her bakery once because... My attention span is just not all there, and it -hmm. takes a lot to hold my attention. I would get bored quickly. So I decided Mm -hmm. I would go work at a bakery to see, is this something that I could really do every day? Will it hold my attention? So I did that, and it was great. And the lady ended up finding out. I was just there doing her grunt work, making icings, doing the dishes, just Mm -hmm. sifting her flour and then she found out that I could actually decorate a cake and when she Mm -hmm. saw my portfolio she was like there is no way you should be working in this position you're in now and she kept saying you need your own bakery you need your own bakery and she was Mm -hmm. very instrumental in me getting my own bakery wow yeah we need that we need people to recognize our gifts and talents and speak into us like that. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And you're not the only person I've heard from who 
who works in the type of business you're in that says I was working all these other jobs, but it just wasn't doing it. I couldn't, No, it didn't hold my attention. It's like, I'm doing these either mundane things or just things to, to get through the day to pay the bills or to get the paycheck. But I'm sure most of your mind is on what you could be creating or how you could be using your hands to to cook and to provide or come up with new recipes and things like that. And I would always take, I always was the cake lady on every job mm-hmm. if I was there long enough anyway. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I was always the cake lady. So I was doing cakes for people on the job. And my husband has been an amazing husband. He has, it's never been a requirement that I worked no job. If that meant he worked mm-hmm. three jobs, it was never a requirement that I had to work at all. So that's why I could quit a job so quickly because he just said, hey, you don't have to work. You don't want to work. They bothering you. And it was always they were bothering me, right? They picking on me. It was like, <laughs> they picking on you. Don't go back. I was like, okay, baby, because they are picking yeah. on me. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I got you. Yes. <laughs> what was that process like when you moved from being the person who is baking the cakes here and there, bringing them to the job? I'm sure you were the go-to person in your family. But what was that process like when just even within your marriage, when you moved from doing that as a hobby or a side thing to becoming officially a business? Oh, I had been sold this, I had been sold this vision that you could go to work when you want to, you get up when you want to, you go home when you want to, and that was all fictional. I work more now than I've ever worked in my life (laughs) on any job. That's important to point out. Yeah. Yes, but I have so much fun doing it. And I've been open in a storefront for 22 years, and I still have fun doing it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they say if you do what you love, that you never work another day of your life. So I really don't even feel like it's work. I'm sure. I'm sure. So what was that transition like when you had to move to, with a business, you have a lot more expenses and you, you have this place that you're having to rent and pay that bill and it has its own electricity and, mm-hmm. and all those types of things. How was that transition to getting into that My um, first and, and maintaining it? The first location I had, I was there for three and a half years and God set me up. I know a lot of people don't believe in God, don't believe in, they say the universe, pray to the universe. No, No, I still pray to God. And it's like the lady that had been telling me I needed my own bakery, I needed my own bakery. One day she called me because I had no business knowledge. I had no money. I had no savings. I had nothing to even think about starting a business with. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have the business knowledge, but I didn't want to admit to someone, I don't have the business knowledge. I don't know where to start or I don't know where to begin. So I would just always tell her, yeah, I'm looking into it. I'm looking into Mm -hmm. it. And I wasn't looking into anything. (laughs) So one day she called me and she said, I found you a bakery. It's perfect for you. And it's very close to your house. You need to come and see it. So at the time I was living in Rockwall, the bakery was downtown Rowlett. So I go look at the bakery and I get there and the ladies say, 
oh, I've already purchased all of the equipment and I'm going to go in with you. And so we'll just split everything. And Mm. I went home and I prayed and I told God, I say, oh my God, I say, I love her. I really do. I said, I don't want to work with her. I need you to fix it. So three days later, (laughs) her husband got transferred to Montreal, Canada, and they are still there today. I still keep in touch with them. So now Mm. she, it's all for me. I know I told you I didn't have any money, but I forgot to tell you the part about I had very bad credit. So I, the, she told the, the, the property manager that she was going to leave the lease in her name. The property mm. manager told her, no, it had to go to my name. So okay. I fill out the credit application. The property manager calls me back and tell me, hey, we're sorry. Your credit score is not what we're looking for. We're not able to. So mm-hmm. I thought, oh, my God, okay, I guess I need to really work on my credit. Let me see what, how bad it is. So I asked her to, I asked the property manager to fax me my credit report. She faxed it to mm-hmm. me. I cried myself to sleep. I got up the next morning. I put the credit report in the Bible and I prayed and I told God, I said, God, I'm using the gift that you gave me. So whenever you are ready, then I'm ready. So I'm Mm -hmm. rocking with you. So I started getting phone calls from the, a friend of the friend. And she said, Hey, I'm going to get it. I'll come in and work whenever I want, but I'm going to sublease it to you. But now you need this amount of money. And I say, sure, no problem. The next day it was up even more. I say, sure, no problem. By day number four, I was up to needing over $4,000 just to get into the building. And I say, sure, no problem. And my husband, he was driving and he pulls over and he parks in this restaurant's parking lot. And he looked at me and he said, baby, we don't have any money. He said, quit pulling them people's legs. Quit leading them on. I said, I don't have a dime. I say, but I serve a God that's rich. And I've told him when he work it out, then I'm ready. So he shook his head like he has often done before. And he just drove (laughs) off. He said, you know what? Whatever, Nikita. And I said, okay, whatever. So a couple days later, I get a phone call. This is when caller ID had first come out. And you get home, mm-hmm. the first thing you would do would go look to see some calls. caller ID. <laughs> Ooh, you taking me back. <laughs> so I ran to the caller ID, and I realized that the property manager had called me, but she didn't leave a message. This was on a Saturday night. So I got up that Sunday morning. I thought, oh, I need to call her. I need to call her. So I called her. And I said, I noticed you called me last night, but you didn't leave a message. And she said, yeah, I spoke with the owner of the property. She said, and the mm-hmm. owner of the property, she got the credit, got the application from the other lady. But she don't want to rent to her. She wants you to have it. So mm-hmm. now I am already crying hysterically. And yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm thinking, what well, other lady wanted over 4000 My mind is going fast. I'm like, what, they want 8000 And she <laughs> tells me, she's saying, Nikki, she wants for me to let you know that your first month's rent will be free. Your okay. second month's rent will be half off. 
the $1,800 property tax they want the new tenant to pay, she's paying that for you. She says she also wants me to lower your rent. So now I'm boohooing. And she was like, what's wrong? You don't want it anymore? And I say, no. I say, you might not understand and you may not believe like I believe. And I told her what I did with the credit application. And she said, I need you to go to your computer right now. She emailed me the email from the property owner that said, don't ask me why I'm going over your head on the decision not to rent to me. She said, but God told me I have to help Nikita. To this day, I have that email. So I have receipts. I ain't making this up just to make it look good. about to make it pull out all these plugs (laughs) out this computer and everything to stand up and and, and run and shout. Wow. Yes, ma'am. I have the I have that email. I keep it in my phone as yeah. a copy because when I tell people this testimony, of course they're looking yes. like, yeah, okay. But <laughs> she said God told her to help me. She didn't want a co-signer or nothing. It was just to help mm. me. And that was God helping me then and on today, yes, ma'am. He ain't never left me. Never. Every time I get in a situation where I think it's too hard for God, he show me mm-hmm. he is still standing in the gap for me. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. No. What a story of faith. And these background stories are so important to hear when people patronize these businesses and Goal. We just come in to get a cake done, or order a cake, or to pick up something to fulfill our sweet tooth. But it's so important to know what it took for people to <sighs> to get into a place to be provided for, just to believe that it could be done, and then not to give up. I haven't even gotten to the question to talk about your defining moments and challenges that have shaped your path, but <laughs> just this beginning, I know that in itself was defining yes to believe and, that if he had you then and it was like he's gonna have you it was like anything i've asked him for it's just bam here you go i open and mm. I, I wanted for people to understand i didn't have grocery store prices so mm-hmm. uh, i needed my place to look nicer and i wanted some custom drapes and a lady came in my door one day. She said, God told me to make you some custom drapes. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. And she made these drapes, and she came and hung them within a week. And I kept trying to reach back out to this lady. I wanted to give her a cake. She, she did not charge me. And I'm mm. like, okay. I wanted to reach, can I do a cake? I've never been able to reach that woman again in my life. Wow. It was an angel sent from heaven (laughs) just for you. I'm telling you. Just for you, my God. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that. And I know this is not something that doesn't sound like you, as you were working those other jobs, you weren't just necessarily saying as a young person, or when you move to Dallas, I want to come here to start my own business, to, 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 to become known or to create these cakes and decorations, stuff like that. So we know that it was God's will. But I also know 
that when he has plans like this for someone to make an impact and uh, when we see the evidence of how he has provided, I know he started some of that when you were little. Like you talked about, you you started cooking as soon as you could reach the stove. (laughs) And so even then, I know that was part of him building this and how it was going to come about. So can you go back to that time and what made you want to get in there and help and not just reach the stove to grab something to eat, but because I I have kids and all of them are not trying to get in there to to cook something. They want to eat something, (laughs) but they're not always trying to get in there to help. So what was that like? What made you want to, or tell me some, some little stories or just some thoughts about who influenced you or who taught you to make that first cake or how did that start for you? My father was a chef on the riverboats, and I've always been a daddy's girl. My dad is 94 now, and I'm still a daddy's girl. So I just wanted to be in the kitchen with him and doing whatever he was doing at all times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What were some of those first things you made? What do you remember making as a little girl? <sighs> a BLT sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to bake a lot of cookies, too. And mm-hmm. I used to, back in the day, when you used to get the box of cake mix and the can of frosting, and it would tell you to ice the cake with the back of a spoon to get these peaks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember that like yesterday. And I thought that was just the coolest thing to ice the cake with the back of this spoon and Uh have it look like the picture on the box. And what are some thoughts or memories you have of when you baked a cake for someone or you would bake it and be proud of it and give that or bring it to the family gathering or things like that? Did you, was it a hit right off or did you have to tweak some things here and there until people really enjoyed it or was it natural from the beginning? I think I used to read cookbooks more than I used to read anything. And reading cookbooks, even back then, I would look at a recipe and I would look at an ingredient and I was like, I don't think I want to use that, but I think I'm going to substitute it for this. So my recipes was always different than what anybody else was doing because I've completely changed this recipe up and just what I've always done. And then in high school, in junior high school, we weren't supposed to be selling cookies and and candy apples at school, but I was hustling cookies back in the day, selling <laughs> these hustling. cookies. Yeah, I was selling these cookies for a quarter. You get three cookies for a quarter. And then I got tired of scooping the cookies. I started putting them in a pan and patting them out. I had pan cookies before pan cookies ever were a thing. Okay. Okay, you were creative. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so neat. I like to go back and take you back even to the beginning of just you, how you grew and how you started to see and believe in your gift and that it was something that other people then, would find value in. Then in 1982, I saw my first Wilton Cake Decorating Magazine, and I thought, mm-hmm. oh, my God, this stuff is so amazing. So I decorated my first cake in 1982. And it was for my mother's 40th some birthday. 
I just remember it was a fox and the message on it was over 40 and still foxy. I remember that. And I still have that 1982 Wilton catalog today. Mm, yeah, because that's one of your first interactions. Yes. <laughs> How neat. How neat is that? Okay. Tell us about your restaurant, your, what you, not your restaurant, sorry. Tell us about your bakery, your offerings, what you provide if we're wanting to come and patronize your shop or just want to order a cake for ourselves. What do you offer? So our signature dessert is the sweet potato thing, and it is trademarked as the sweet potato thing. We ship it all over the world, and that's one of that's a recipe that I created but I do have other desserts I have a caramel apple cheesecake that people rave about and we do other just like desserts by the slice our walk-in foot traffic had been really dead post-covid and since the Keith Lee effect happened Yes. Everything has been amazing. Yes. Tell, <laughs> tell us about that. Tell us about that. What was that like? I did see the live on Facebook, came across my feed. But what was that you know, like as you reflect back on that day? And I, I know you all were reaching out and tagging him and said, don't forget about us. Make sure you come by here. Yes. Um, tell us what, what was that like and how has it been since then? I started in December saying that I just wish Keith Lee would review my sweet potato thing. I just wish I could ship him one. I want to ship him a sweet potato thing. And I would reach out saying, hey, I would love to ship you this dessert. And never heard anything from it. So then I decided, you know what, Keith Lee just need to come here. And I started posting in December before he ever announced he was coming to Dallas. I start posting, hey, Keith Lee, I know you're coming to see me. Just pull up. Then I posted again, December the 26th. Hey, Keith Lee, I know you're coming to see me, but can you come in February? Because I'm off a lot in January. And just being silly, then I had followed him and studied him, and I knew that he sat in this little Paw Patrol chair when he would do his food reviews. So I ordered the chair, and I had this shirt made that said, Keith Lee, where you at? I'm going to bug you till I hug you. And I did this video. After he announced he was coming, I was like, let me hurry up and do this video. The very next day, I did this video, and I posted it. And I started getting everybody to post it and share it and tag and everything. So when he uh, got to Dallas that Sunday, I got a call, said, Keith Lee, been spotted, City Place, Target. He is definitely in Dallas. So I got up from, I was at dinner. I got up from dinner with friends. I said, hey, I have to go. I have out-of-town company in town. So I'm going to go get ready uh, for Keith Lee. Yeah. And people yeah. were like, girl, please, it's a million places he could go. I was like, that's okay. He's coming to see me. Then yeah. that Sunday, that Monday, he posted a video that he had gone to some other restaurants. And the reason he had not gone to the mom and pop restaurant, because they're closed on Sunday and Mondays. And he yeah, said, to be that. transparent, let me name a few. And Absolutely Edible Cakes was in that lineup. And yeah. I just gasped for breath. I was like, oh, my God. He said that he had tried to come that Monday. 
But mm. I said, that's okay. He's coming Tuesday. He'll be here. So that Tuesday, I got up. I cooked all this food. And I kept saying, people was bashing me. Why would you be closed if Keith Lee was in town? I said, maybe because I've been closed on Monday for 22 years. That right. could probably yeah. be a reason. I said, yeah. and I tried to update my Google hours to show that I was open just in case he looked on Google, but it never would change. It just kept showing pending. So that Tuesday, I just was here and I'm like, okay. I went live a few times and I did start getting a little weary and a little discouraged about three o'clock. And I was like, one of my sisters called from Memphis and she could see that my voice was fading. And she gave me a, a tongue lashing and a pep talk and told me, girl, get yourself together right now. <laughs> oh, and man. she yeah. fussed and she said, the way you have stood on your faith and you have said he was coming. There is no way you're going to act like this now. And she prayed, and she is Church of God in Christ, and she mm -hmm. is married to an elder. So you know what that mm -hmm. prayer felt like and how it yes, went. But she yes, said, Keith, wherever you at, I, she told God, get on his stern wheel. You get under his tires, and you direct him to my sister right mm -hmm. now. So we got a phone. We need a sister or a friend like that. <laughs> we got a call maybe a little bit before five, and I was still on live. And I, that live was titled Mustard Seed Faith. And I said, hey, just because Keith has not come today, a delay is not a denial. He is coming. And I started thinking, my, got, we got the call, and they wanted to know what time we close. And my daughter said, well, we normally close at 5, but she may be here a little later today. So they said, we just wanted to come by and get a piece of sweet potato thing. Never knowing this was him, nothing. So the, his decoy came in, got a piece of cake and a piece of sweet potato thing. I never suspected anything. And I came back, I got on live, and one of my staff members started putting the food away. And I said, that's okay. I said, I'm going to cook again for Keith Lee. I'm going to cook every day as long as I know he is in Dallas. And mm -hmm. it, one of my friends said that she could see on that live that my face did not look right. So she immediately left work. She was in the parking lot, and she texted me, what time are you leaving today? And I said, I, it was 542. I said, I guess I'm going to get up and go. I said, there is no Keith Lee showing today. I look up and she was coming in the door like seconds later. And she was like, girl, look alive. It's showtime. I'm on the Zoom. <laughs> she said, Keith Lee here. And I said, no, he's not going to come today because he know I close at five. He could see my Google hours. She says, a black yeah. sprinter just pulled up outside. I I promise you, I believe in my gut that's Keith Lee. So I get up and I look out the door and the Sprinter had blocked our vehicles in. And my daughter asked them if they wanted to park. They say, no, we just going to block you in. I looked out the door. I asked my daughter, I say, who is that? And she say, her eyes were big. My friend's daughter come in the door. I say, is that Keith Lee? And her head just shook. Yeah, I think so. And then I see them get out the van and everybody is recording on camera phones yeah. and everybody that got out of his van. And <laughs> I went in the kitchen. I couldn't even, I said, oh, I can't do this. I say, 
I am, I said, I feel like I'm on fire inside. And my face was hot to touch the adrenaline rush. And just to know that God had, he acted on my behalf because of my faith. And that's all that I could think about at that time was how God moved once again for little old me. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And those of you listening, if you don't know who, it's it's possible. Some people may not know who Keith Lee is. He's one of the most popular food, internet, social media food critics who travels around to different cities and states reviewing restaurants and food trucks and food dining establishments and when he goes, if he has a good experience <laughs> and shouts you out on social media, your business will never be the same. Uh, it has. And that's what we call the, the Keithley effect. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell us about that. Tell us about how has it affected your business? I know definitely, like you said, it gave you a boost in your faith, knowing that God navigated him there. I'm sure he had to go through traffic. I know how that traffic is at that time. Yes. You're talking about between five and six going to Rowlett. <laughs> You're talking about I-30 and all of that. Yes. So he's navigating, but God is, is guiding him there, directing him there. So that's another, that was a way of God letting you know that he, he had you. Oh God. Um, yes. Going to just elevate your business. But so how has that, what's been that effect for you? It has been unbelievable. I would typically get maybe two, no more than 10 walk-ins a day. And some days, maybe not even anybody because the walk-in traffic was so bad. So I've gone from getting two to 10 a day to getting, oh, 200 a day. On the days that I do food, it's over 300. So it's just... And yeah, this has been every day. And I've had that little chair in the video. And so when I got a chance, I was talking to uh, Keith Lee. And I said, Keith, I knew when you saw the chair, you were coming. I knew you was going to connect with that chair. And he shook (laughs) his head, no. And he grabbed my hands and he said, from the moment I saw your video, I connected with you. He said, to tell you the truth, this was the first place I wanted to come when I arrived in Dallas, but it was a Sunday. He said, when I saw your video, you were just auntie. Right out the box, it was like, that's auntie. That's that's all I can say. That's auntie, and I'm going to go see auntie. So now America's auntie. (laughs) Yes, that's right. That's absolutely right. Yeah, because I'm sure people who follow him and you know, people are always when we go to different cities we want to know where's the good food where's the soul food where the good dessert all the things and you're on that list now as people who either live in the metroplex already or if they're coming to visit now you're on that list of, of places they want to go when they come visit this area yes and it Absolutely has beautiful it's just been so dope it's been amazing it's i can't even I can't even describe it. I'm still floating. I really am. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. So as a result of that, what kinds of things do you see 
differently as far as the future for your business? I may do a food truck because trying to do this, I just fried chicken for Keith that night. I just wanted Keith Lee to have this fried chicken because I mm-hmm. make the best fried chicken in the world to myself. And yeah. he rated it a 9.7 or 9.4. His wife and his sister say it's definitely a 10 for us. So it was just, now I would just fry the chicken. was going to fry it that one Wednesday after Keith left. Then they talked me into the next Wednesday. Then they talked me into the next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, even Wednesday, look like they want chicken again. <laughs> yeah, see, I live on the other side of town. So, yes, please. publicize it on your social media because we're already looking for you. We got you on our list of when we can, those of us who don't live in your area, uh-huh. but when we can get out there, it's even better if you come to us. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I know you're going to continue to see success. Anything else you want to share just about what you have plans for this year or just coming up on this, the coming up on spring and summer? I, I believe you have your products or your desserts available in other stores is that correct yes i have it available in some other restaurants it's available in maybe seven restaurants here in the dallas fort worth area mm-hmm. and we ship it and we're shipping it more and more since the keith lee effect so that's great the magic dust i have a seasoning that can be ordered at that magicstuff.com and those orders have taken off like crazy too there's i have some merch on my site as well there's a couple festivals that i do i'll be at the dallas soul food festival march the 24th so i don't do a lot of pop-ups but that's one that i always try to do is the soul food festival Mm -hmm. and then i'm just gonna keep pushing and pushing Yes, blessings upon blessings. And uh, America and Black is on BET. Uh, Keith Lee, him being at the bakery, will air tomorrow night at 9 or 9.30 on BET. Yes. Tomorrow night. So that is Tuesday. The 20th. February 20th. Yes. Tuesday, February 20th. Okay. All right. That is incredible. So even more exposure. Yes. And I love that you do the shipping. I love that you have the magic dust because people hearing about you who are not from the area or may not even ever come to the area, they're still able to place orders. Yes. And, uh, and patronize you. That, and that's very smart. Very smart business as well. Awesome. So how can our listeners find you online and social media? On social media, it's absolutely edible cakes on Instagram, on Twitter, on, I don't do Twitter a lot though, but Instagram, TikTok, I'm absolutely edible on Facebook as well, but my other page is public, it's Nikita Collins Jackson, and that's where I go live from a lot as well. I have a YouTube channel, and it's Cooking with Nikki J, the Cake Lady. So, 
Got it, got it. And I will put all those links on our social media and website as well. And and the sweet potato thing can be ordered at goldbelly.com, G-O-L-D-B-E-L-Y.com. Okay, got it, got it. Nikita, thank you for sharing your story. It's so inspiring, and it, I think, even builds my faith, and I know for other listeners who heard your story and just saw how you, in different aspects of building your business and following the voice of God and believing what he said he was going to do is something that is is not we don't commonly hear uh, those stories from business owners. So I appreciate you being vulnerable enough to share that part because I know it is a business and you're filling our bellies and you're satisfying the sweet tooth and things like that. But more than that, you have answered a call from God to use your influence and to use your business to glorify him and to encourage people in their faith. So I want to say thank you for that, uh, for being bold in your faith and sharing that when you um, talk about the Keithley Effect, talk about all the things you offer. And I believe you will continue to do that as you continue to grow. And uh, so just kudos to you, kudos to your husband for standing by you, by your side and encouraging you. I know you couldn't do it without him. And just in your partnership, you guys are just being a blessing to so many people. Yes. And my 36 year old daughter has never had another job in her life. This is all she's ever done. And I know a lot of times uh, children say, I don't know where I would be without my mom, but I don't know where I would be without her. Uh, My other two children, they're very instrumental as well in working in the business when needed. But uh, it really is a family affair, and we just, we're a very tight-knit family at that. So we still take uh, vacation every year together. So, and I have received so many emails because it did make the front page of the Dallas Morning News, and the article was, I kept my faith. And I've received so many emails and phone calls from people that said, it renewed their faith because he know mm. they know God has no respect or person. And if he did it for that's me, it. then he can do it for them. So that's even that's better to hear. So Yes, it is. Yes, that's what it's about. He said to do all of our work as a service unto him. Yes. And that's what you're doing. And it's evident that through your children, they uh, value that. And because they otherwise, I know that there are some testimonies of, children who don't want to have anything to do with what the parents do yes so that means a lot about your relationship with them and just what you guys have poured into them that they want to work with you and they want to to be committed to seeing this business grow yes a beautiful legacy beautiful legacy Nikki, thank you for everything you have shared, and I pray blessings upon your family and for all you are doing. I will continue to follow you and make my way out there sometime soon. I have to tell you who I am when I get there so I can get a picture of you and just continue to encourage you in what you're doing. I also have marked down March 24th, Dallas Soul Food Festival, and I want to try to get out there for that as well. Okay. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much. Well, that brings today's show to a close. 
We do encourage you to visit our website where you will find information and links to wonderful products and services offered by guests of our show, as well as information on other Dallas-Fort Worth Black-owned businesses. You can find us at EssentialPodcastNetwork.com or at DallasFortWorthBlackOwned.com. We also invite you to support our podcast by following and rating us on your favorite podcast platform. That helps us gain additional exposure so we can share the greatness of what these Black businesses have to offer with an even wider audience. Another way you can support the podcast is by purchasing merch from our website. We have items promoting the support of Black businesses and Black history merch as well. Well, we hope you will stay tuned for more inspiring stories from the diverse world of Black-owned businesses in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Until next time, make it a great one.